Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Chance, welcome to the fight. Thank you, my man. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited right. to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Before we do that, though, I got to tell you, I need to have a conversation with your parents, with the way What's, they spelled your name. You know what? Please do. Do you Has think that we been a just... fucking hassle your whole life? Because it's, whole, guys, whole if life. you don't know Chance Weber, it's Chance, like take a chance. Yep. But it's spelled... Like, you know, X H A. I mean, it literally should be spelled that way at this point. No, it's C H A N S. And so yeah. we've no, literally every time Neil and I were talking about you this morning, because I tell him we were recording this today. And when I go to say your name, I I have there's like a little millisecond in my brain where I, I start to go chance and then I go chance like that. Yeah. And so what what's the story? How was that growing up, man? You School. know, terrible. Pain in the ass? It's constant battle. Yeah. I get called Chans, Chans. I mean, you you name it. It's It's been a, a, a real battle. It never ends. Hmm. And then even my last name, you know, I'm Weber, you're Reber, but they're spelled yeah. the same, just an R and a One W. letter so, different, and it's a yeah. long E versus a shorty. So right? it's like Sean's Weber. I'm like, man, I don't, this is just impossible. It's well, never ending. you could, if you were back on the dating game, you know, back in your single days, you could have thrown on a little German accent. Pick up chicks. I'm Sean Zwiebear. You definitely you know, could. You, you definitely could. Had I had fun with it, man. I, I also also always get the, so take a chance with chance. Like people always say that to me. And I'm like, well, at least you know how to say the damn name. But but yeah, no, it, it is never ending. Definitely pisses me off and causes me a lot of headaches. But look, if that's the worst thing that ever happens to me, I'll be all right. Well, there was a, there was a tradition in my family. And unfortunately, I followed it when I named my boys that- all of the boys, all the men in the Reber line have gone by their middle name. So my grandfather was Daniel Herbert, went by Herbert. My dad was Daniel Dean, went by Dean. I'm Daniel Thomas, go by Tom. My son Dakota is Thomas Dakota, goes by Dakota. And then my son Tiga, which is like his nickname, but everyone calls him Tiga. Uh, his first name is Daniel as well. So whenever he starts a new job or he, you know, school, they're like Daniel. Da all of us <laughs> got Daniel or Dakota got Thomas. And it's so... Yeah, it, it's a pain in the ass that you, whatever, yeah. you know, maybe I don't that know why parents, parents have to get so creative. You know, it's like, just pick a damn name and keep it easy. It's not that complicated. <laughs> All right. Well, this is not why they're here today. <laughs> and uh, even though I think it's kind of funny, by the way, I could tell you later, but actually, never mind. I'm going to wrap it out here. Squirrel out here. Wrap it out. Do you wrap it out? No, you squirrel out. Squirrel out for sure. So we have a few topics that we're going to talk today about and guys before we kick off i'm not going to give you any details right now because we haven't officially rolled this out but uh, chance is one of our new battleground partners industry partner partner i don't know we need a cool name for the program we have a new program in battleground with people like you where i'm excited man because when somebody becomes a member of battleground they get they get 
access. Now, certainly somebody can go hire you right now and not be yeah. in Battleground. But as a member of Battleground, you've worked out a pretty sweet deal. Again, that we won't share in detail here because we have to actually launch it properly. Yep. That as a Battleground member, you can save thousands of dollars a year yeah. on your services. And so I appreciate you working with us and the team to to make this happen. And, and we're creating one hell of a powerhouse here, man. So yeah, that's I'm excited be- about it. And I told you this, Tom, from, from the Mile High Summit last year, your, your group, your culture, I'll never forget. I, I don't know if I've ever shared this story with you. So I real will, real will, ugh, will real quick. Sorry, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. But I arrived at, at the resort hotel, whatever the hell it was, where the event was. And I walked in and it was like lunchtime. I got my flight in and there was like a Mexican restaurant right there in the hotel. And I just sat down by myself. I was starving, just needed some food. And there were these groups of guys around me that I assumed were, you know, there for the summit, but I didn't know for sure. And, you know, I'm sitting there by myself. So of course I'm eavesdropping. I'm like listening and it's just groups of contractors. There's two guys here, four here, three over here. And they're, they're just taught, they're just going back and forth. I did this. It didn't work. I did this. It worked. Have you tried this? Then I did this. And this, this community, this instant feel, once I started to put together, like who these guys were and that they were part of your group and everybody was there for what I was, it blew me away. The, you just don't see that, you know, I mean, you and I have been in other business groups together. I'm in all kinds of business groups. Like there's help. There's, there's that love, that community thing where people help each other. There's that, that thing. But like that event was just different. You, you would think that I'm doing a sales pitch for you right now, but this is just a true story, but oh, keep people, going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I ever shared that story with you, but it immediately just set the tone. Like, man, this is like a family. This is a little different. And the whole event from there on out, the couple days that I was there, it really, that was like the, my biggest takeaway from it. And I think I told you at one point, I wasn't, I wasn't bullshitting you. I was telling right. the truth. Like this community is just different. Like it's, it's different. These dudes here, it's not all dudes. These guys, mostly, mostly guys, obviously, but they're all, they, they just, they truly are helping each other. Like genuinely mm-hmm. are willing to give their shirt off their back to anybody else in the damn room to help them in any way, shape or form. And that to me is that starts with you and Neil. To me, it's just special. Like you guys have built a culture. Like it's anybody can build a damn group. You want to go build a group, build a group, but to have a culture within that group of that kind of just care and kindness. And I'm not much of a woo woo guy, but I'm coming, I'm struggling with words to come up with, but that's what it is, man. Like just a bunch of guys, like looking out for each other and helping each other. I was like, man, this is, this is different. And I, I don't know how many events I've been to at this point in my life, over a hundred easily, I'm still not sure that I've ever been to one that had that kind of feel to it, where there was literally just that much like love and help and just guys willing to help each other. So, and I mean that, Mm. like, this is again, not a sales pitch, but that, that is, it's, you have something special going on there. And it, it obviously starts with the leadership, but you've all obviously got the right people in there too, that are willing to do that and lead the way and be selfless, man. It's, it's impressive. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, the the fight team's special. The people are special. I've had a couple members say to us when they give feedback on the program that they they believe this is the safest place in the world for a contractor. I love you that. know because most con- most contractors feel alone. You don't understand me. They're that they're the contractors that they have relationships with in their area 
might not have the same mentality and the vulnerability and all those different right. things that we have in the group. And what I, what I love, and I, I've also heard this from the event as well, is that people appreciate that they come there, whether they're a half million dollar business or a 15, $20 million business, nobody was like beating their chests and, you know, playing that game, that ego no. game that we have. Yeah. And certainly there's egos in the room, right? I mean, me and you, have yeah. them, right? So, but yeah, everybody has, everybody know, has some, yeah. right? But yeah, yeah no, I but, agree with you, man. Egos are definitely left at the door. It, mm-hmm. it, it is just, it's just a different feel, you know, like it's just a different feel. It's a different vibe. And man, like if I was a contractor, again, anybody listening, there was zero talk about this beforehand, but like I would yeah. want to be in that room. Like if that's what I did, I would want to be around people like that c- that can help me. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's different. I don't know. And in all the good ways, it's different in the good ways. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. And guys, he's talking about Mile High Profit Summit. Tickets for 2023 are going to officially go on sale at the beginning of June. So look for that. I'm sure we'll be doing episodes there. And we got some other cool things happening. I'm fired up about this this year's lineup and shit like that, which uh, I haven't even talked to you about yet. So anyway. We need to, we need um, to connect. <laughs> yeah. So the this is kind of a segue into one of the things that we were going to talk about today. Yeah. Because you talked about culture and, and being on brand and all that shit. And, and so I thought it was a nice little connection to talking about, you know, building a personal brand. I know that's something you've done really well at a gargantuan level. I think I've done it really well at, in the niche that I'm in. And it's something that we're always talking about. So let's dig into that. What, is, what does it mean for those that don't know, build a personal brand? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a great question that I don't know how I, how well I can answer it, but I mean, I I think for the most part, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? It's, it's getting who you are and what you have to offer and how you can help people out to those people. And when I look at the contractor space, you know, you think, you think blue collar, you think hard worker, you think labor, you know, guy that works with his hands. And obviously as businesses grow, there becomes less and less of that. You're working more on the business than in it. Right. But Mm -hmm. it's not something that you think of when you think of contractors as having a quote unquote personal brand. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like in my space as a digital marketer, you know, being a personal brand or, you know, in the coaching space, having a personal brand is what you think of. But I think where contractors really miss the boat and all the contractors that I work with, I have this talk with them about it. And I see a lot because I've, I got a lot of friends from speaking at your event that I'm friends with on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I see your people and work with a lot of your guys, right? But I see them on Facebook. And I think where people get so confused about having a personal brand is they think it's some big complicated thing and that Mm -hmm. you need to have state of the art video equipment and fancy microphones and, you know, come up with all these special content. You don't. And, you know, one of the things that I think that the contractors overlook just in general is there's so much storytelling. Every contract, every project is a story, right? Like this roof went bad. It sounds boring, but it's not. You can show that the roof went bad. You can show the shingles. You can show what happened and you can show the end result and how it changed. So not only can you talk about it and it gives you content to help educate people, right? And provide value and help them things to look for on your roof. But you can also show that you can do the job and that you can do it damn well. And you can show that finished product, you know, and any contractor, what every single contractor does something that you can visually see a before and after every single one of them. Right. And there's so much storytelling involved. And I think contractors overlook it when at the end of the day, all you need is a phone. 
Like that's it. Yeah. All you need to yeah. do is take pictures and videos of what you're doing and put that out there. You know, I had an aha moment that I'll share with you, Tom. I, I haven't really focused on my personal brand until about 18 months ago. And this is what happened. I had a guy who I met at Ryan Stuman's event and it was like six or seven years ago. I think it's the only event of Stumans I've ever been to. But I met this guy, super successful, had a moving company, residential moving company. And it was like a year and a half ago, he posted on his Instagram story, he's super successful now. I mean, this company does 30, 35 million a year. He posted on his Instagram story, hey, I'm looking for a guy that does SEO and Google ads. I'm looking for somebody, do you have any referrals? Well, I had his phone number. I mean, more of an acquaintance than a friend, but I shot him a text message. I'm like, hey brother, just so you know, like I've been doing this stuff for 10, 11, at that point, you know, 10, 11 years. And he's like, man, are you serious? I had no idea. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. You know, just posting the damn pictures of my beautiful wife and my two kids is cool at all. And people want to relate to the family side of who I am as a man. But this dude who's in my quote unquote circle doesn't even know what I do. Yeah. And I flew down to Nashville three days later and closed a $2.1 million deal, which at that time was one of the biggest that I'd ever closed. And since then, I was like, holy shit, like, I have to have a commitment to my brand. Like I have to have a commitment to putting out content. And I try to do a mix of not just, Hey, look at my damn data graph. Cause digital marketing mm -hmm. isn't sexy to people that don't care about it. But I try to show the success, you know, like one of the things Andy Frisell always talks about is show it, you know, mm -hmm. show it. You know, mm -hmm. I fly on a private jet now I show it. You know, I yeah. used to have all these intimidation factors like, man, people are going to judge me. They're going to think I'm a shit bag and just another guy that, you know, rented an exotic car or is on my buddy's jet that's not mine that I can't pay for. You know, I have all those stigmatisms in my mind, but I eventually reached a point where I was like, fuck it. Like I'm, I'm successful. I have a lot to offer people. There are people to look up to me and I owe it to them to help them in some way, shape or form. And just kind of had to get over myself and my own insecurities and ego and just do the thing. And doing the thing is just putting myself out there and not being such a pussy about it. And so scared. I love how I can use all my language on your podcast. Oh yeah. You know, I, it, man. I got off a webinar a little bit ago that I did not feel comfortable doing that, but you know, you, I just had to get out of my own way. But I think that, I think that's what so many people, especially when I think of like contractors, right? These are more in general, generally speaking, more blue collar dudes. And they're, they're intimidated by this shit and it's not what they do. It's not what they want to do. And, and I'll tell all anybody that's listening, I don't want to do it either. I don't like it. I do not like it. I don't like feeling like I'm bragging. I don't like putting myself out there. I don't like criticism just like anybody else. You know, everybody says, I don't care what everybody thinks about me. Bullshit. Everybody cares to a certain extent. Like everybody exactly. cares somewhat, yep. but you got to get over that. And I, I got over it and there's been some bumps in the roads. You know, I had a couple, I had my aunt and uncle block me on Facebook about wow. four months ago. And wow. I found out what it was about. I had put up a post about leveling up and changing your circle. And you sometimes you just have to leave people behind, even if it's your own family. Wow. And I was not talking about my aunt and uncle. It had nothing to do with them on any and way, they, shape, or and form. And they took it that way. They took it that way, and they literally blocked me on Facebook. And I've never spoke to them again and probably never will again. I mean, I didn't have much oh. of a relationship prior to that point. Like, it was very distant, you know, see them once yeah. or every year or two type of thing. But you just, you got to be prepared, you know, for things like that. But look, I am who I am. And, mm -hmm. you know, when I lay my bed, my head down on my pillow at night, I know I'm a good man and that's all that matters. And if somebody wants to judge me and be jealous of me, then who gives a shit? That's not, 
not somebody I need in my life anyway. Mm-hmm. Let him go. You know what I mean? Block me, unfollow me, whatever the hell you need to do. You do you. It's all good. Fighters, quick announcement. Mile High Profit Summit tickets are on sale right now. We've been getting crazy messages and emails about when are you going to put tickets on sale? We want to be there this year. So if you want to join hundreds of other amazing FWs as they work on themselves, work on their businesses, go to milehighprofitsummit.com. Check out what we have for you there. Join me, Steve Rosenberg, Ben Newman, and a bunch of other total FWs that are going to bring the fire to you and help you walk out of there with actionable tips, strategies, tactics, and any other word I can think of to help you get better. Milehighprofitsummit.com. Well, you and I have been, you know, our, our, what do you call it? Our success trajectory has been pretty good the last several years. Right. And what I, one of the biggest lessons I've learned is the real fucking winners in the world cheer for you. Always. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it's the, it's the critics. It's the people that don't ever fucking take a risk. It's the people that that, that settle for mediocrity in their life and they make excuses and they're always a fucking victim. They're the ones that, that have a problem. I have some family like that too, that, uh, you know, and, and some old friends and relationships and whatever. And it just, and you know, so I think, you know, what's the old cliche saying that I'm going to butcher here, but it's like, you know, the, I think it's the crow that tries to bother the eagle, you know, when they're flying and the eagle just flies higher and the crow can't fucking keep up and eventually gives up, you know? So you also used the word story in talking about brand. And I, I want to, you went somewhere I didn't think you would go with this. And I love it because it's an angle that I wouldn't have taken on building your personal brand, right? Is that show your success, right? Yeah. Because like, here's an example. I had a contractor say to me once, he had a super nice car. And I, I forget what it was, but it was, you know, over a hundred thousand dollar car. And he's like, sure. yeah, I don't drive it to estimates. I don't drive it to meet clients. And I'm like, why not? He's like, oh, I don't want him to think I'm ripping him off. I said, dude, no. that's your own fucking head trash, man. 100%. I want, I want to hire a contractor or an ads guy or a realtor or whatever who's making who's fucking bank, right? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> right. So it's, and that, it's, that's, uh, the, that's the yeah. poor man's stigma, right? Like that's, right. and I was raised that way as well. It was like rich people are assholes, mm-hmm. they're egocentric, they're, they, they hate the poor man. You know, they hate the hardworking middleman. Like I, I was raised that way as well. It's the furthest thing from the fucking truth ever. The most giving, loving, like encouraging people I've ever met are the wealthiest people that I know. I'll never forget the first time I had a million dollar income year and I hit up Andy for and I was like, Hey man, I just want to thank you. Like I crossed this bridge. This was a big thing for me. You yeah. would have thought that dude just got offered a billion dollars. You know, like he was so excited, like genuinely so excited for me and was like, man, like you put in the work, like all, all these things, like this dude doesn't give a shit. He's got a billion dollar company, but he, that that's what winners do. Winners want other people to win. Right. It doesn't matter. And to your point, it, it, the people that don't and that hate, man, they're, they're in their own fucking way and it doesn't matter. Like just let them go. Like who cares? You don't want those people around you anyway. Well, that's the thing is I've gotten more successful through the years. What I realize my, my respect for people that are more successful for me has grown because yeah. I know what it fucking takes mm-hmm. to get to where I'm at. And then I look at, you know, you mentioned Andy or something, you know what I mean? And so it's Whole like another level. Yeah. And it's like the, the amount of 
self-talk you got to get over, the amount of discipline you have to have, the problem-solving skills, the people skills, the, the just, you know, even before we hit record here today, you shared something with me that happened in your business and it kind of knocked you in the dick a little bit today. And yeah. you're like, but I'm going to do what a fucking winner does, man. We're going to, we're going to get on here and I'm going to bring fucking value. I mean, then there was a swagger about it. And I think a lot of people mistake the swagger and confidence of somebody who's really successful as an arrogance or they're an asshole. Right. When and it's not, you have no fucking idea what their road was right. to get there. And right. so, but back to the story thing on brand, and then I want to move on to the next thing here is I want to remind everybody that it, the most simplistic way I can describe building your brand, personal brand, business brand, to me, it's all one and the same. <laughs> it's just because I'm simple. Sure, it, it really is, is at the end is of the day. Your brand is what people think of you when they see your name and when they see you. What is the story? You, so if I say BMW, everybody thought of something. If I say Walmart, everyone thought of something. If I say Bill Gates, you think of somebody. If I say Jeffrey Epstein, you think of something. That is your personal fucking brand. And yep. so I want to, that's why I'm a huge fan. Like I see these guys do, they're like, well, I don't want to share my life on my personal profile on Facebook or my business. It's personal and it's business. So I'm like, dude, like you said, Chance, there were so many, this guy didn't know what you did. And right. our contractors in battleground, when I challenge them on going on their, on their, on their, on their personal profile and literally doing a, we have a five day video challenge where the first video is, Hey, I know I'm on social all the time, but it dawned on me. A lot of you probably don't know what I do. I paint yeah. houses. I do this. I do. And dude, it's so funny how much business that generates. And people go, I had no idea you did this. Yes. And, and the other thing with that is that if you want to sell your shit, no matter what your shit is, you have to build trust. And when I see you posting pictures on vacation with your wife and your kids, you're on date night with your wife, dude, my most engaged posts on every platform or when it's a picture of me and the queen, I took, I took a selfie. We're sitting on this plane. We were flying somewhere, whatever it was. And the title of the, of the post was she comes with me. We were yeah. going to Vancouver for a workshop I was doing, and I shared why my wife travels with me on 95% of our trips. And basically, it came down to I am unwilling to spend one more night than necessary away from the love of my life. When we're apart, it fucks with our mojo. Like, yep. you know, just the, our daily sure. groove that we're in and all that other shit, right? Dude, I shared that. Posts like that get me more clients because people will reach out to me from a fucking post. I'll post. do a, I'll do a, exactly. I'll do a post yeah. like that because it's telling a story about what's important to me and who I am as a person. Yeah. And same with the business. You talked about it just takes a phone and you, you just go, when you go live or something, and even if you go live on fucking Facebook or you do a video or a picture or whatever, and you tell a little story, you're like, you know, Hey, this is a situation that we've seen a hundred times, you know, and a lot of people think that this is the issue, but this is really the issue and flip the camera on. Let me show you what's really happening here. Like if there's an ice dam or something on the roof, yeah. right? And this is why this is happening. Just that post alone, it elevates your position as an expert. It does. And, and then when you do this shit consistently, yes. you do this consistently and you keep showing. And a lot of people are like, I don't want to post too much. I'm like, dude, you could post every hour on the hour and it wouldn't be too much because it the wouldn't. algorithms and all that shit. And right, most people ain't right. going to see it. Right. So anyway, that, that's good shit. I, I, I'm glad you went that direction. All right. So next one, we got two more here. We got two more in 20 minutes. 
lot of people are stroking checks for digital marketing agencies and companies. They ain't get what they, they're not getting what they want. Yeah. So to the dude who's like, I got to hire some digital, yep. whatever product service, whatever, maybe questions to ask red flags, things to be aware of what comes to mind. Yep. I love this topic because it's something that, you know, and, and a lot of people can relate to this as contractors, I would imagine, right? Like contractors in general, like if we're being honest, don't have good reputations. The contracting mm -hmm. world doesn't have good reputations, right? Unfinished jobs, people not hitting deadlines. Like it just, it's part of it. You know, my industry is the same thing. You've got 40, 45 year old guy live in mom and dad's basement and put up a website and they, you know, they got a company, they're a digital marketer. You've got the 22 year old mm -hmm. kid that rents the Lambo sits in the door with it popped up and I'll sell you his coaching, cl coaching class on how to run Facebook ads and for, you know, $97, you know, my industry has a black eye as well. And it's one of those things that it, I look at those things as massive opportunities and every, every contractor should as well. Like to me, it's like, great. I love that this industry has a black eye. How do I be different? And I'm going to take this shit head on, like, mm -hmm. and, and just be honest with people. So one of the things that I think has really separated us and what's got us to our level, which, you know, I don't know this Tom, but I'm familiar with a lot of agencies. I'd say, you know, from a growth perspective, revenue wise, we're probably top one or 2% in the country. Mm -hmm. This isn't, you know, an industry where there's $500 million companies, you know, it just doesn't mm -hmm. exist. So we're definitely on the, on the higher end for sure. Maybe be top 5% or something like that. As far as just growth and size revenues concerned, there's a lot of agencies out there, just like contractors that are doing a hundred, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year in revenue, small guys. But one of the things I think that's really separated us is, I mean, hell, I had a phone call at six o'clock this morning, differentiator guy owns a barbecue company and he's looking to franchise it. And he gets up at two o'clock in the morning and barbecues. He had a vent all day. He couldn't talk for the rest this week. I'm out of the country next week. I'm like, dude, let's do it at six o'clock in the morning. And I jump on the call with this guy and I tell him the truth. And that's the big thing is, and there's a certain level of comfort being at the point that I'm at right now that I don't need anybody's sales or business to make payroll. You know, everybody yeah. has to fight for every deal in the beginning. And I get that. And I do respect that. Mm -hmm. And that is part of the grind and getting off the ground. But at this stage of my career, I could just be blatantly honest with this guy. I could have sold him some $2,000 a month package all day long. I couldn't help him with what he was trying to do. And nobody can, because I've tried to do it and I failed. I've seen it happen. And I told him the truth about all this stuff. So anyway, the conversation, just by being honest, pivoted into something completely different that I can help him with, that I can explode, that he's going to hire me for. And it's going to be a really, really good thing. And I, you know, it just goes back to doing the right thing. But as far as red flags, Tom, the immediate things that stand out immediately when you're talking to a digital marketing agency, the first one is guarantees. Okay. I don't give a yeah. shit how good you are. I have some of the smartest people on earth that work for me that make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year running Google ads, running Facebook ads, just brilliant, 10 times smarter than I am. Okay. They still have campaigns that fail. Yeah. So any, any marketer that can sit there and say, I guarantee this. Now, are there deals that I'm a lot more confident about than others? Hell yeah. And I'll say, look, I got a client that does exactly what you do right down the road or in this other city that's in a similar size. And this is about what we get. And this is about what we see. I can't guarantee that to you, but this just gives you a ballpark about what this could look like for you. Mm -hmm. So any, any agency that guarantees anything run like hell, any agency that has packages, this is one of my biggest pet peeves in this industry. Oh, you want SEO? We have package A that's 
$1,200 a month, package B that's $3,000 a month, and package C that's $5,000 a month. How the hell can you compare Houston, Texas to the middle of nowhere, Wyoming, to a town of 30,000 people to 300,000 people to 5 million people. You just, there's no such thing as just some mm. cookie cutter package fall into one of these three categories. It doesn't work like that. This industry does not work like that. Every single business is a case by case situation. So for, for just clarity on this, if I'm in the middle of Wyoming yep, and I'm spending the $1,200 a month package, whatever that is, I'm probably going to do pretty well. You probably will. If I'm will. in Houston at 1200 a month. <laughs> I'm not. Nope. And that just to be clear, I know we've had this conversation because of the competition, because mm -hmm. how many, how many contractors that do what you do are in fucking Houston. And right. so that money doesn't go as far. Okay. So doesn't. I just want to spell that out for people listening. Cause the first thing I think of when I hear packages and stuff, I think, yeah, let's systematize the business. It's easier to scale. It's easier to yep. sell. So I get the logic behind it. I don't criticize that. Sure. But is there any other reason other than just the things I said that packages are not a good idea? No, I mean, that's really what it comes down to, right? Because everything is such an individual case by case basis. And, you know, I would even push back and go, hey, you said the, the middle, the guy in the middle of Wyoming, $1,200, he might be able to spend $400. He might yeah. not even need the 1200 you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you just, you can't just systemize every geographical area coupled with every niche that's within the contracting world and say, you fit into product A, B, or C. You just can't do it. It does not yeah. work like that. It just doesn't. So anytime that I see an agency that just offers three packages of SEO or three packages of PPC and of ad spend. It just, it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. And that's an immediate red flag to me. And it's not more than likely it's not going to work unless you are that guy that's in the middle of Wyoming. If he chooses package A, B, or C, it's probably going to work because there's just yeah. no competition. But outside of that, if you're in any type of remotely competitive market, which is where most of us have to be, we have to have population to make sales, right? There's got to be something yeah. to fix, yeah. you know, that th the game changes. And I'm not saying that they couldn't benefit from package A, B, or C, but to me, that just shows a business that is incompetent in doing what is best for the client and really, truly looking at their business and figuring out a plan for them. Okay. So. I'm a contractor. How do I know I'm ready to spend money on digital? That's a great question. As soon as you can write the check, quite frankly, because look, I mean, at the end of the day, and this is, this is again, another, another thing that's just, it's tough for businesses trying to hire a digital marketing agency. There's a lot of agencies out there that just want your $1,500 a month and they'll just go take your $1,500 a month where if I don't, I'm not confident that I can drive leads to that contractor and give them an ROI, I won't take the 1500. So, you know, how much do they need to have? When can they do it? As soon as they feel like they can write the check, they need to do it. And I would always start with those guys with Google ads, not Facebook ads, not SEO, Google ads. And the reason is this. Google ads work like this. They're very quick, right? 
you're an up and coming contractor. You just got to the point where you can afford these types of services you, or you're you ready to invest. You need leads now. You not need nine leads months now. from now. That's, That's right. right. Yep. That's right. And if somebody's going online and looking for a roofer near me or a, a general contractor near me or a painting company near me or whatever the hell it is, that is as hot of a lead as I can ever drive somebody. And Google ads can start driving those leads immediately where SEO doesn't. Even in no man's land, Wyoming, and that guy goes in and spends $5,000 a month, it's still probably going to take one, two, three months to start driving him those results. And that's with no competition, right? So, you know, people go buy SEO packages and they can't afford to spend that money every month and not get leads. And there's such a ramp up period with that investment that it's, it's just not what's best for the business. It's bad business advice. And it's just, again, this is a red flag for me with agencies because they're just trying to make money instead of doing what is right for the client and doing what's best for their business. Now, SEO is a great investment. It's a great thing to do. It's not where you start ever. Mm -hmm. It's just not where you start. I'm not saying it can't be part of your investment out of the gate, but it should never be all your eggs in one basket. So this is almost always going to be a Google ads play where a business would start at this type of stage. Mm -hmm. But you know, as far as like a monetization or, or a certain like line in the sand number, I don't know how to quantify that because every market is so different, just like we can't have packages. But I would say as soon as you can afford it, because if you've got the right partner, you're spending that thousand, two, three thousand $3,000 a month, whatever the hell it is, it should be making you a hell of a lot more. So at that point, it's a no brainer. I, I was having a conversation with a contractor the other day and he was talking about you wanting to spend a bunch of money online and this and that. And I'm glad we're on a Zoom call because after I say this, you might get pissed at me and hit me. So anyway, <laughs> not really, but you'll get the spirit of what I was saying. I knew his financial situation. Let's just start with that, right? Sure. And I looked at the burden that all this digital and ads and all these things were going to put on him. And I just asked, I said, well, what are you doing now to get the phone to ring? Like, like he's a newer business. I said, like boots on the ground type shit. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, well, when I started, I spent a minimum of four hours a day prospecting mm -hmm. and meeting people. And I joined BNIs and I went to the chamber of commerce and I joined and I was in one of their leads groups. And I went to all the ribbon cuttings that of new businesses and I introduced myself and I, and that's how I grew my business, you know, to doing three, 400 projects a year within the first three years, literally that. And, and then the first time I ever ran ads, I did it on my own. I spent like four grand in a month, got no leads. Right. Cause yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. And <laughs> right. uh, and so I'm by nature, just because of my experiences and this and that, so this is not a judgment on paid, but I just, I may, it's part of my DNA to just go, am I doing everything I can do, especially in those early stages of the business, right? Boots on the ground, kissing babies, shaking hands, people knowing you, building your influencer list and stuff. And then when you get the machine moving, you got some money coming in and this and that, right? Where you're, you're not making a choice between running ads this month and fucking paying your mortgage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, sure. but my point is I often see people that they bitch about not having leads yet. They're not doing some of the really simple, basic prehistoric strategies yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of, of building their brand and their business, you know? No, so, and, and, I mean, and, dude, I have people going like, Oh man, I don't know. I it's, they, they want 2,500 bucks to wrap my van. I'm like, and the problem is, yeah, right. Who cares? You know, well, it's just a lot. I said, dude, it's a 24 seven fucking billboard that drives around the neighborhoods. 
you know? And one of my regrets in my businesses in the past is I didn't have enough vehicles on the street that were all lettered up because we got a shit ton of work from them, you yeah. know? And, and we had, you know, whatever. So I just think when, once you reach, reach a certain point, when like you've proven, like you said, when you got the money, when you're, you've proven to yourself that I can get some jobs, I can sell, have some oxygen and, and, and we're paying bills, we're breaking even. Let's just say we're just consistently breaking even. Yeah. Okay. Then find a way to, to run the ads like you're talking because that's because, all right, I've never had this conversation with you, but I, I would bet my testicle, just one of them. Okay. You gotta that, keep one. I'm not sure which one though. I would bet that 95%, 90, 95% of the contractors or businesses in general that come to an agency or a company like yours, they want leads right now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right? you're right. It, they never 100%. come to you and go, hey, listen, I'm thinking nine, 12 months down the road here. I'd like to just, I'd like and to that, invest some money SEO, with you. Yeah. And yeah. that's the SEO game, right? And that's why I have yeah. zero clients that we just do SEO content marketing stuff for zero mm -hmm. because it, it is a long run game and nobody wants to pay two, three, four, five, ten thousand $10,000 a month for six, nine, 12 months before they start to reap the benefits of it. Nobody does. Mm -hmm. I don't care who you are. And I don't blame them. I wouldn't either. You know what I mean? Right. But Tom, I wanted yep. to back up on what you just said. This is where people get so wrong about the agency game, right? It's like, I'm going to go hire an agency. I'm going to pay them whatever, X, Y, Z, thousand dollars a month. And that's where all my leads are going to come from, man. If you're not doing all the shit that you just said right there, you're going to fail. You have mm -hmm. to do those things. There is no just write a check and, and have all these leads. You still have to go to the commerce. You still have to kiss the babies. Like you said, I call these grassroots efforts. Like if you're not doing that to me, like a business is never too big to still do those things on some level in some way, shape or form. This is an accelerator. It's mm -hmm. gas on the fire after you've been doing that stuff and pounding the pavement per se to get to where you're yep. at. Dude, to this day, and you know the fight, we got, we're got fairly decent-sized company here in our industry. Right. To this day, every single day that I drive around and I see a contractor truck, I take a picture, I come back home, I look them up on, so, on social, I look at their website, and this and that. I usually dig up a phone number, and nine out of ten times, it's a text number, it's a cell number, and I'll yeah. text it, I'll email the company, and I'll be like, hey, I see that you do this, I happen to help contractors win more. I just thought you might want to know who I am and you know, I'm, I'm here in your backyard and I give a couple links to the podcast and this and that. I also carry my book around in my truck. When I'm in a parking lot, I see a contractor's truck. I stick it on his windshield. Okay. So Love I'm that. still doing it. You guys like, I mean, chance you, you do our ads for us and, and really the only ads we do right now are to get my book. Yeah. Okay. Now we're about to pour some gas on, on sure. this funnel that we events have, that, everything uh, whatever else, yeah. that's coming up in events and stuff. But my point is, is we didn't, let's see, mile, the first mile high was 2021. August of 2021 is when we hired you. Okay. So not even two years has the fight been doing ads. Right. I want people to think about that for a minute. Now yep. we dabbled in it a little bit here, like me just on Instagram going, Oh, what happens if I boost this and you know, <laughs> right. shit like right. that, right. A hundred bucks for a couple of days, whatever. Yeah. Okay. But I'm talking like any real strategy Yep. and what I appreciate about your team, I just want to give you a shout out here and then I want to move on. We're going to have like five minutes for this last topic quick. Sure. All right. I want to give a shout out because every month your team sends a breakdown to us mm -hmm. of this is what happened last month. 
this is what we're seeing and this is our plan for the next month. This is what we're doing. Correct. And I would say, yeah, and this is our plan. This is what we're doing. And this is what we need from you. Tom, we need a couple 20 second videos for this or whatever it might be. And I want to encourage somebody that if another red flag to me is if you're not getting something like that every fucking month from whoever you're working with, yep. I would question that. It's the truth because everybody, everybody you know? sends a data report, but there's a difference yeah. between just saying, here's your fucking data. Congratulations. Anybody that can have a login to any data system, mm -hmm. Google analytics or whatever can go get their own data. It's a whole nother level to say, this is what happened, good or bad. And this is what we're doing moving forward, not just sending a report. And that's been something that's been instilled in my team since day one. I love it. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to speed round this here because we both have a call in seven minutes. You're good. All right. You said you got a couple out of outside the box things that you think are applicable to any business owner, especially a contractor about company culture. What do you got? Yeah. One of the things that I'm most proud of in in my business, especially as it sits right now. And look, I've had the growing pains. I've had the turnover. I've had the shit that everybody else has had. If you've been in business, you have dealt with turnover. You've dealt with people. You've dealt with things and they're painful and they hurt sometimes. But one of the things I'm more proud of now than ever is the culture within my company. And I think that some of these things, when we were talking about things that we could talk about, I think these are applicable to every single business that's out there. The things that I do that I think are small, you know, people talk about making your, your employees feel appreciated and things like that. Mm -hmm. And we, do the events. I buy my entire team lunch every Friday. I buy them coffee at least once a week. We do quarterly outings. I'll take them to a baseball game and get a suite or whatever it is. But what I find is I actually had one this morning is one of the big things that's really helped me is one-on-one -on -one meetings, right? Okay. Like what I find is, is when I get somebody in my team out of the office or in a contracting world off the job site, away from the project, and sit down with them face-to-face, man-to-man, at a table over a cup of coffee or over lunch, and ask them how they're doing, how they're feeling. What can I do better? How can I help you more? You would be amazed at the conversations that come out there that will never come out anywhere else. Even within your own office, if you go try to have this meeting in a private room, right? away from yeah. everybody else, you do not have the conversations that you do when you get out of the office. And those are one of the things that I've put in place that has really, in my opinion, changed the culture within my company is my people know I care about them because I sit down with them just like you and I are right now face to face. And I tell them that I care about them. And I go mm -hmm. through the things that I tell them that I appreciate <clears throat> what they've done. I tell them where I think they're going. I tell them where I think they can improve. And I make them tell me things that I can do to help them as well. And when you establish these open lines of communication, it really helps. And I think that this is applicable even if you, you know, a $20 million contractor down to a $200,000 contract, if you have employees, I think you can do this on every single level. You know what I mean? And I, I think mm -hmm. it goes a long ways, but you know, we have things, other things, Tom, that I don't know how applicable they are to the contracting world, but like I have unlimited paid time off, you know, that probably can't work for hourly paid employees like that, but maybe within management it can. But as soon as I put that in, my team works twice as hard as they did when I gave them two weeks paid vacation or whatever the hell it is, yep. you know, yep. like they, they take their laptop with them when they go on vacation. If they they need something, they just do it there. But, but I don't care where they're at. I don't, you know, we're a lot of agencies are all remote. 
We're not. Like, I hate that mm-hmm. shit. We're, uh, my culture is within my walls, under my roof of my office. Now, if you want to go somewhere and work or you want to go away for a weekend, go do it. But, you know, that unlimited paid time off, those one-on-one meetings have been huge for me, just in general within our yeah. culture, changed a lot. And just giving people, you know, freedoms. I think that people now in today's world want more freedom than ever before. And giving them those freedoms, but making them know that they're appreciated and really pulling them out of their their norm and their comfort zone and digging in deep and figuring out how the hell you can help them be better. And if there's something pissing them off or bothering them, like, I want to know, I don't want you to be pissed. How can I fix it? And if it's something I can fix, I'm going to fix it, you know, but, but those are things that we do that are just really outside of the box. I don't know how much of that's all applicable to contractors, but at the least the one-on-one should be. I I think, yeah, that, and, and there's always something you can do, like maybe not unlimited time off, but you know, I've known companies that pay their employees through the off season full time. Sure. You know what I mean? So the company and, and they set it as a goal, like, hey, guys, if we can net profit at this level and beyond, that's the that's the fund to pay you guys the point through the, the winter point, yeah. when we're slow. That way they retain their workforce. I mean, there's so many different things. What I love about the one on ones is and I, I got to work on this, so, which is why it's resonating with me. I'm incredibly intense, driven, put it all on my back, blah, blah, blah. Right. And a lot of times the air that I put off is that I'm, I'm mad. I'm intent. Yeah. I'm not mad yes. at all. I'm just, it, but, and I think when I spend more one-on-one time with people just have, they, they get to know my heart more yeah. and s- selfishly speaking, they cut me some slack when I'm a little intense because they know me more. Sure. And a lot of people don't know their boss. I would you know, agree they, with that. The, you know, and so I think we could go on for days on that topic. But yeah, if you're not grabbing some time, cup of coffee, giving a shit about your people. I mean, I shared at Mile High last year that I had an employee whose baby was in the hospital for a whole year many years ago and yeah, died and around know. its first birthday. And I didn't even know because I was yeah. so consumed with growing the business. And I'm like, that was the biggest leadership fail. One of the top two or three leadership fails of my life Yep, is I didn't even know. And I loved this guy and his family and I didn't even fucking know because I was so consumed. And, and so it's things like that. You And, and guys, those are, those are your unfair advantage over your people going to another competitor too, or going That's off right. and starting their own business and stuff is when they truly, everybody talks chance about, Oh, we're a family oriented business. No, you're not. Right. I mean, you just, most aren't most that say not. aren't. That's right. So that's right. But, well, dude, I appreciate you being here today. I appreciate and, you having uh, me, man. This, it's this always fun. Fucking kick ass. I can't wait to catch up soon and announce what we're doing in Battleground here in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we'll drop all your socials and links and all that stuff in the show notes. But is there anywhere in particular you want people to go? I mean, the best place to always find me is Instagram. That's usually much the social channel that I live on more than anything else. But yeah, it's just Chance, C-H-A-N-S, B as in boy, Weber with one B typed out. And the spelling is fucked up as we kicked off with, but I promise you, if you Google me, you'll find me in some way, shape or form. I'm out there. (laughs) There you go. I love it, brother. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. And guys, give us a rating review, share this with somebody else, and we'll catch you next time. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org. 